Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Double FM Sports. I'm Ethan Fager. I'm Jared Miserak. And I'm Ryan Finley. And today, um, at, we, we always say this, but we hopefully have a little bit of a shorter podcast. I'm not going to not not going to promise it because you know how we can get on. So, um, yeah, we're going to do news. Then we're going to do our college basketball conference tourney um, winner predictions. And then we're going to hit you with some hot takes as usual. So in the news world, um, some we'll start in the NFL. And there's some recently big news. Uh, JR is very happy right now. J.J. Watt, um, free agent J.J. Watt has signed a contract, a two-year $31 million deal, I believe, with the Arizona Cardinals, which, if you didn't know, was JR's favorite team. So, JR, um, what you thinking here? Whoo! Okay, boys. You know, I got to be honest. Um, I didn't have school this morning, so I was uh, helping a friend get somewhere because she doesn't have a car. And I was coming back from dropping her off, and I, saw, I was using my GPS because we went, like, I went the wrong way. And... I see the ESPN notification come across my phone and I literally pulled off on the side of the road so that I could read the article. I was like, you have no clue how happy that made me because like, what you got Chandler now, actually, I, I do want to point this out. It does kind of hurt me to say, but I think that means that we're not going to re-sign Hassan Reddick. Oh because yeah, maybe you have, you have Chandler Jones on one edge, and if you throw T or yeah TJ Watt, JJ Watt, um, on the other edge, Hassan Reddick's position is basically useless because that's where JJ Watt will be, yeah. which I guess is probably better in the grand scheme of things, like cap wise, because after Reddick's big year, he's probably going to be wanting a good amount of money, um. I'm really interested to see what we where we go from after this because now we've got two stud rushers off the edge. Obviously, Buda Baker. Um, uh, Patrick Peterson is still a question mark with what's going to happen there. Obviously, the offense is outstanding between Kyler Murray and the wide receivers. Uh, Kenyon Drake, who knows where he's going to be. A lot of questions uh, this offseason for my Cardinals, but this one was definitely a big W. I would like to say real quick, you said the offense was great. It's not great. It's good. They If they no, get off the line, it's great. If they get offensive line, it's great. Okay, yeah, I don't disagree. I think they should pick offensive line with their first-round pick after this, but give us give us an O-line, and we will be stellar. Yeah. I'm no, calling I, it I, Super Bowl. I also have some news that's a little bit older, but – um. I saw the Raiders released uh, their wide receiver, Tyrell Williams. Really? I didn't actually see that, to I be like honest. Tyrell Williams. Hold up. What's up with that? Like, is that just because Aguilar and Ruggs are there? Like, Tyrell Williams, like, two years ago was, like, the bright yeah. spot. I, he it was just kind of random. Yeah. Huh. I honestly, I honestly didn't even hear that until just now. That's kind of – I don't know. I mean – I know there's, there's, I mean, Mariota on that Raiders team. There's some big rumors there with him. I've heard good old Bill Belichick might pull out a trade. Um, actually, I, I'm just going to go on with the quarterbacks because, you know, yeah, we've, there, already, we've, already seen, we've already seen quarterbacks being moved, and we're not talking about backups. We're talking about franchise guys, Wentz, 
Goff, Stafford. And, I mean, I know Russell Wilson named three or four teams that he would prefer to possibly be traded to, obviously. Including the Bears. Yeah, I mean, don't don't sleep on the Bears, boys. That Bears team is a quarterback and maybe a wide receiver, too. Wide receiver, three away from the playoffs and the Super Bowl. But, I mean, you got Wilson, Deshaun Watson's everlasting dispute with the Texans which I find funny because I, you know, they just released their center and Duke Johnson last week. And it's almost like Deshaun, if you're going to throw a fit, there you go. We're going to take more weapons away from you because we already know Will Fuller is not signing back with the Texans. Like, yeah, I saw a thing uh, the other day saying that he was willing to pay like fines up to like $3 million just to not play. (laughs) If I'm going to be honest, I don't blame them. The way that that Texans organization is going, I mean, what they made the playoffs last year, I thought they were legit contenders to possibly be, uh, you know, in the conference championship game. And they've almost self-imploded in the last, like, eight to ten months. It started with, obviously, the D-Hop trade kind of started that cataclysm. And honestly, that was was a terrible terrible trade. The Texans should in no way should have ever made that trade. I'm sorry. I think it was a great trade, to be honest. Oh yeah, of course, of course you do. The val the value that was got given to both sides—a great running back you uh, gave, in the second round. You were giving an injured David Johnson. You you got you got rid of an injured David Johnson ginormous contract for D for D Hop. You you clearly won that trade by miles. Exactly, like I said, good trade for you. Yes. Well, and I I actually have a little bit of Steelers news. Of course you do. I wanted to bring this up. Well, no, no, no. Because bef- since the bef- last time we've been on, there's been some rumors relating to Big Ben and whether he's going to retire, come back, whatever. Um, he is. He said he's going to come back. The Steelers want him back. Um, there's been no word on a official contract restructure or a new contract or something yet, but they obviously are going to do that for cap space reasons because the Steelers are one of the worst teams coming into this free agency in terms of cap space. And we have arguably, I think, the most free agents that are leaving our team. So, yeah, we're trying to restructure Ben's contract at the moment. So, we'll see what happens. I think they should restructure his contract by saying, sorry, rip it up. And you say you're cut because you save 21 mil in cap and you get rid of 37 year old Big Ben, who is not Super Bowl winning. Dude, Big no, no, you, you don't, it's dead money. Yeah, yeah but he's really gone, is. gone off the team. You, yeah, his contract. Twenty one million dollars. There's no point. No, I mean, his contract is forty two million dollars right now. Mm-hmm. If you cut him right now, you get to save half of that. Yeah, it's dead. You know, half of it is dead money, but that's twenty one million that you could go spend on some smaller pieces, preferably a rookie running back contract. Sorry, the frustration of James Conner is real. Well, he's obviously. It, it seems like James Conner's all but on his way out at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, especially if the Steelers can draft Najee Harris, I think he'll be done. Yeah, I, I and it also Mike Hilton just tweeted that 16 days till free agency. So it looks like Mike Hilton might not be wanting to come back either, which would be a huge blow to the Steelers. Mike Hilton's yeah. um, great, but um, anything else in the NFL? 
honestly, I feel like this is what today's going to be like. Like, there's, like, a small piece of news for every sport, but, like, there's nothing huge. See, this is what happens when we post weekly. We don't have that much to talk about. Okay, let's not let's not talk about that. I mean, <laughs> um, so yeah, I really. Oh, actually, like just small kind of piece of I guess fun news. Do you know who's going to be joining the fan created football league? Josh Gordon, he's going. Put him on the zappers. I want to see Johnny Manziel throw into Josh Gordon again. Yeah, that that'd be fun. Actually, I've actually watched a little bit. That 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 league is actually kind of fun. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's it's fun to watch. Yeah, it, it's obviously it's, like it's, it's so out there, but like yeah, it's, it's so just, new that it's fun to kind of yeah. See, that's what the problem I think was with like the Alliance of American Football. Like they were pretty much the NFL. So like everyone's mm-hmm. like, why don't we watch? Why not watch the NFL with obviously better talent? The XFL yeah. does a little bit of a better job because I think they're just a little different. But the Alliance of American Football is pretty much the NFL and, and obviously showed how you can't I mean, really top the NFL right now. If you want to if you want to compare it to something, it's like the AHL in hockey. Like mm-hmm. you don't you don't really get a big following at AHL teams. Well, at least the AHL is still intact. Well, yes, and that's partially because it was it's under NHL contract. Like those two leagues yeah. are not separate things, but you know, outside of diehard local fans and the occasional, you know, like like couple hundred people that show up to the rink, like you don't really see AHL games being televised. You don't see AHL games having like sold out sections, except for maybe one or two huge games of the year. I mean, not to get into hockey, but. That, that's probably how I would compare any other football league to the NFL outside of this fan creative football league. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, there's really like, there's literally nothing. I mean, both professional and college football. The only thing I can think of college football wise is the fact that Eric Gilbert transferred to Florida and then said, Hey, yeah, never mind. I'm not going to go there. And now he's back in the transfer portal, which is, I think a stupid move. I, I don't I, I'm not you think he should have stayed in Florida or do you think he should have stayed at LSU in the first place? I think he should have stayed at LSU in the first place, but if he's gonna transfer, I think it makes you look bad to transfer, commit, uncommit, and then it, it just looks like he's so in it's like he just it seems like he's so indecisive. Like a lot of schools aren't gonna really like that guy because they're like, Well, if we sign him, he's just gonna decommit from us. I mean, obviously he's still a five star tight end, so I mean he'll end up somewhere. D1 at least probably most likely power five but oh yeah he, he you can't let it you cannot let a five-star tight it may end. not it may not be like a top tier team that he wants to be on now but um oh hold on no no we do have some news um we, we talked about tyler show yeah that's right oh my he, gosh I'm it, literally... honestly honestly 25 minutes or so after we ended recording it was announced that Tyler Show was transferring to Texas Tech from Oregon. So we were obviously not too happy about that. But, yeah, Tyler Show of Oregon is transferring to Texas Tech. Ethan, we weren't too happy about that. You mean me. I, like, slammed my hands down. We literally, I literally hit stop recording, and we were talking here for 10 minutes after, and I see it pop up, breaking news. To, uh, Oregon quarterback Tyler Show has picked Texas Tech, and I was like, are you freaking kidding me? I really just said that. 
and then he goes out and picks, you know, Texas Tech. I do want to mention that 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 spot was vacated by um, Alan Bowman, who is um, he was originally going to be there, but he decommitted from Texas Tech and is now going to try and solve Michigan's quarterback problems. I'm sure we're all pretty familiar with how bad Michigan quarterbacks have been the last two years. Well, is it has it been the same guy? Oh no 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 wait, who was who was the guy? Who was it's the guy like before? Who was the guy that was there for like four years? Like something that, like no. You're think I'm I'm assuming you're thinking of Shea Patterson, but Shea yep. Patterson was a senior transfer from Ole Miss. Oh. Yeah. Um I guess we I, I mean FCS isn't huge, but I'm sure everybody knows of North Dakota State and they finally lost a football game. They did, yes. Which is and they got kind of beat too. Like well, it wasn't Ethan, like close. What, Ethan, that's what happens when you lose a football game. You kind of get beat. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, it is what it is. Like, yeah, I mean, eventually that kind of run's gonna end. Like, so, I mean, they, they they still hold the record for like most consecutive wins in the FC in FCS history. Maybe in college football history, I'm not too sure about that. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, outside of that. College basketball, Ryan, you got some news? Yeah, I got – there was quite a bit of upsets uh, past week, I guess. Um, I guess we'll start off with the big one. Kansas gave Baylor their first loss of the season uh, by a good margin of 71 to 58. Yeah. Um, then we got uh, – let's see, Michigan – they upset um, number five, Illinois, and number four, Ohio State. That's Wait, I have up. a serious question. Is the Michigan upset over Illinois? Is that an upset? Or Michigan nope. State, sorry, not Michigan. Oh, 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 oh. I knew what he was saying. I knew, I knew oh, too well. Yeah, JR knew what I was talking about. Well, JR, do we want to talk about what happened yesterday? Nothing happened yesterday. <laughs> what, what, Maryland, Michigan State, didn't they Shut play? Up. Ethan, be quiet. <laughs> I can't talk. We lost to Louisville. Um, keep uh, going we on. can move on to the NC State upsetting number 15 UVA. Um, then Georgia Tech upsetting Virginia Tech. And then we got uh, – Ethan's going to hate this one. Uh, Arkansas upsetting Alabama. <laughs> yeah, you're one uh, team that you were able – you're one team that you were able to cheer for this year. No, this is a bad weekend for me in college basketball. UNC upset Florida State. I, I you're probably getting to that, and then yeah. Duke lost, and then Arkansas beat. Oh my, it was t- it's terrible. This is a terrible week for me in college basketball. I, can I talk about my week, my my day yesterday? Leicester City lost to Arsenal three one. Michigan <laughs> State lost, and the Wizards lost by one to the Celtics. Like it was just pure disappointment yesterday for me. <laughs> Uh, Oklahoma had a tough week losing oh. to Kansas State and um, what was it? It was Kansas okay. State and Oklahoma State. Yep. Kate Cunningham, that- something else. He's good. He's like really good. Kate Cunningham, yeah, he dropped a 40 bomb in OT. I mean, that's that's why he's the projected number one overall pick, folks. I mean, like there, there's no question in my mind if you're if you have the number one overall pick, you go Kate Cunningham because he is a 
in my opinion, a more athletic Ben Simmons. Hey, He's a big point guard. Rate, the Wizards could be in that number one pick conversation. No, not anymore, unless we win oh. the lottery. No, actually, the Timberwolves might actually get the number one pick again. We're the projected six pick right now, which I would prefer to because I want Evan Mobley. But you guys are big. I mean, but okay, back to back to Oklahoma, Kansas State. I want to take you guys back a couple months. Do we know who Kansas State lost to in like December? Oh, it was someone like it's Fort Hayes State. Does anybody want to take a shot at what division of college basketball they play in? Are they they're D one, right? No, they're D three. No, they're not. They're D three, and they beat Kansas State early in the year by thirteen points. So what you're seeing, Fort Hayes State should be a top five team right now. Fort Hayes State, the <laughs> law of oh shoot, what's it called? What's it called? It's that thing where like it's the like chain effect. By the law of the chain effect, Fort Hayes State is better than Oklahoma. So they're, they're better than pretty much every team in college basketball. Then. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. That's basically <laughs> what I'm saying. Actually, wait, no, they're D2, but still, that's my point. Yeah, but still, Kansas State should not have even come close to losing that game. No, absolutely not. I mean, that's that's an embarrassment for. I don't Kansas care State what. Then. I don't care if you're zero in like sixteen in D one. You should still be the D two team. Oh, it was Greenville. That's the D three team that got blown out by like a hundred points on opening day. That's my bad. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I don't know. There, it was a big week for college basketball because it wasn't really an upset. But on top of everything that Ryan just said, we also had a top five at the time matchup between Michigan and Ohio State. Yeah. And don't we have another one tonight or tomorrow night with M- Michigan, Illinois? Uh, we have two actually. Well, two top six matchups. You have Michigan, Illinois tomorrow at 7 p.m. and Baylor, West Virginia tomorrow at 5 p.m. Speaking of that, um, you might notice that I included West Virginia in the top six matchup, and that is a that is because the official AP top 25 poll is out. Um, obviously, Zaga is still the top. Um, you know, I don't think there's any surprise there with the undefeated. Michigan did jump Baylor, and I think that's completely fair because I'm yep. going to go off right now, and I'm going to tell you boys this. It hurts really, really bad to say this as a Michigan State fan, but in my opinion, the best team in the college, in, in college basketball right now is Michigan. It is not Baylor. It is not Gonzaga. It is Michigan. Um, and then Baylor, Baylor dropped one, which, you know, it is what it is. I mean, they lost, they lost to Kansas and Kansas. I mean, they still maybe should have won that game, but if you're going to lose a game, it may be that game, like a big rivalry with Yeah, Kansas. but they lost 71 to 58. That's a big That's margin. Fair. That is true. And then Illinois slid up one uh, to, I guess you could say, decently big movers. Iowa was up four to number five. And then Ryan, our Mountaineers, up four to number six from – uh, number ten. I'm definitely excited to see what the Mountaineers can do this. This, uh, I You're guess, talking, this month. Hey, they could possibly go one seed um, in the tournament. Honestly, oh, man. Yeah, that that was gonna be my hot take, but I'll save that for later. <laughs> Fair enough. Ohio State falls three spots, number seven. Now I got a problem with that, and part of it is definitely the fact that I am a Michigan State fan and I hate Ohio State. But how do you lose three straight games? 
and only dropped three spots, especially a loss to a Michigan State team that's not even going to make the tournament unless we win the conference tournament. Like, I don't understand that at all. You lose to Michigan, you lose to Michigan State, and then you lose to Iowa. And yeah, that is two top five team like losses, but I don't know. I don't agree with it at all. Like, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, but outside of that, Villanova. That was a big that was a big upset there. Uh Butler, yep. Butler, Butler played pretty good. Um but I, I don't know. I, I know we're going to go into conference tournament winners, and I don't have them as my conference tournament winner. But I think the Big East tournament needs to watch out for Butler because now, but although Butler is like a bottom three team in the Big East, Butler has wins against Creighton and Villanova. Yeah. Uh, like, speaking of Creighton, um, Xavier also upset Creighton, uh, seventy-seven to sixty-nine. That's right. That's right. Um, tough, tough week for the top two teams in Big East. I mean. You know, I'm talking about another, a, a, you know, the opposite of that, the SEC, Ethan, you know. Arkansas is closing in on Bama. Ar- Arkansas, actually, Arkansas, they're playing really good right now. They they are playing very good basketball. Wait, no, 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 I think Alabama might have already clinched the regular season title. Whatever. I, I think that's maybe they might have. How many but, games are left in the season? Uh, it, this, um, is, this is the last uh, week, the I think. Yeah, most before conference tournament. Too. Yeah, most most teams finish up this like weekend, this next weekend. Alabama has Alabama's clinched a share of the title. If oh, Alabama okay. if Alabama loses their next two games and Arkansas wins, they will share. But it's Georgia and Auburn, and Arkansas is Arkansas will win out. I think with South Carolina and Texas A and M on their schedule, but who knows with Alabama? You know, Auburn, Auburn, Cooper could go off for forty. Yeah, they, he definitely could. Um, what? Colorado moved into the top twenty-five. I don't know if I've heard too much about them this year, but they're at twenty-four right now. Purdue's back in top twenty-five. Oil Chicago moved up a spot to twenty. <laughs> They're all yeah, there. In the top twenty. Sister Jean, Sister Jean's on the move. Um, Tennessee deservedly fell. Um, not not a big fan of Tennessee to be honest, and not too surprised they fell. I am I am looking at the uh, the others receiving top twenty five votes. I just want to like point out some of these teams, and you got BYU who is five votes behind Wisconsin for the twenty five seed. So. You know, little West Coast Conference action there. Two teams in the top twenty-five, but then you also have teams like the St. Bonaventure Bonnies. You have Wichita State Shockers, who, as of late, haven't hasn't been the historical program that we've known last like 10, 15 years. But you also have teams like Toledo, Belmont, Winthrop, UC Santa Barbara. Like those are teams that can like make the tournament any given year because they're good like small small time d1 teams but to almost be nationally ranked okay i i respect to the small schools this year you know they're they're doing it um, yeah yeah there's have? definitely a lot of a lot of colleges on here that i haven't even heard of when i was uh 
picking the winners of each of these uh, conferences. Yeah. I was like, I have never heard of this college before. I never heard of that one, that one, that one. You know, I got to be yeah. real. As, as somebody that likes to pay attention to small conference basketball, like you would think that I wouldn't have that problem. There were definitely a few schools that I had to choose between that. I was like, I didn't even know that was a D1 team. Well, because yeah. St. Bonaventure, I believe, if I'm not saying they're, they're in the A-10, correct? I believe so. Yeah, and normally the A-10s, like Dayton's kind of like the, no. the team. Dude, St. Bonaventure, no. Bonaventure is not one of those teams that I – St. Bonaventure was in the tournament like two or three years ago. I, I'm pretty sure. I recognize their team, but I'm talking about like UC Santa Barbara. I would never – Yeah, like, exactly. And, I mean, Toledo, I never would have thought they would have an almost nationally ranked team uh, – Winthrop, like I know that they're a decent basketball team and they have been for the last couple of years, but I never would have thought that they would be receiving top 25 votes in 2021. But what can I say? That's how this decade started off so far. So, hey, who knows? Winthrop for NCAA champion. I thought you were saying Belmont was going to be your NCAA champion. Next topic. <laughs> okay. Um, Anything out of the NHL? NHL. Uh, I don't think there's been any big news in the NHL. Uh, all right. Anything NBA-wise? The only thing I can think of out of NHL, and I think oh. just kind of funny. Um, you know, we all I, – I think we all picked – did we all pick Austin Matthews last week to be the leading goal scorer? Yes. Uh, yeah. Austin Matthews is now out with a sore wrist, which I think is kind of funny because oh, he's scoring so many goals that he's, you know, making his wrist sore. He's hurting his wrist scoring too many goals. Um, yeah, that, there's literally nothing out of the NHL, which is kind of sad because, like, I love the NHL, and I'm sure, Ryan, you do too, but, like, yeah, nothing's, nothing's going on. Nothing's going on except for just, you know, the games. Like, yeah. And then that's not really um, too significant. Yeah, but okay, NBA. Um, obviously we have the all-star things. I want to go over that, but yes, outside of outside of that, I know um Victor Oladipo just turned down a two-year extension with the Rockets. So I heard PJ Tucker's being maybe shopped around too. Houston's just looking for more first-round picks. They're trying to rival with the Thunder. Yeah. Ethan, I think, uh, kind of going with the All-Star game. Uh, a member of the dunk contest was announced. Well, three of the members of the dunk contest were announced. And Duke, rookie. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping you guys understand what I mean when I say Duke, rookie, as in he's from Duke and he's a rookie. Cassius Stanley will be taking some, some – uh, Warm up dunks and then try and take it to the hardwood against Obi Toppin and Anthony Simons. I'm not entirely sure if there's a fourth guy there. I've only seen those three announced, but they all got hops. So I'll be watching. Yeah. No, all right. No, um, no Aaron Gordon, though. Or I don't think Zach Levine either. Um, oh, yeah. But I love, I love Aaron Gordon. Yeah. He got robbed. Yeah, you got robbed twice. Um, all right, moving on to the NBA All-Star teams. Um, they they were announced, uh, I think, a couple days ago. Obviously, um, if you weren't on social media, there's a huge uproar about a certain someone. Um, hint, hint, Devin Booker 
who uh, did not make it Okay, buddy. It was a lot more than Devin Booker, though. Yeah, there's some other ones, but Devin Booker was like the big one. The biggest, we'll say. Um, but he eventually yeah. did get in because Anthony Davis is well, Anthony Davis is hurt, so he's like he Devin Booker took his place essentially. Yeah. I mean, there was you know, talk about uproar. I mean, they had a whole nother all-star team simply because people thought it was snubbed. And I'll ask you to your opinion, but personally for me, I think it's just dumb because outside of D book replacing I would have said Chris Paul and outside of DeMontis Sabonis possibly replacing Ben Simmons, I really don't think anybody was snubbed from the all-star game. I mean, like uh, people were saying I, Trey Young got snubbed. Trey Young, I, I, I can see the argument for, but what point guard in the East are you going to put him over? I mean, you're not going to put him over Dane and you're not going to put him over Luca. Yeah, exactly. The East. Oh my gosh. I screwed that up. No, let's um, say what? Wait, yeah, Luca's not. I said the East, and I clicked. I clicked the the West, but I don't think you put him over Kyrie. And I, I guess you could say Ben Simmons, but again, as I say, as I've said since Ben Simmons got in the league, that man's not a point guard; he's a forward. And so I'm fine with the Demontis Sabonis coming in as a forward for Kevin with, Durant, who will not play. Oh yeah, he originally he did come in, but I I'm saying like I would have rather Sabonis gone in for Simmons than Trey Young. But Trey Young is averaging 27 points. Yeah. I mean. Uh, yeah, a lot of people blew out of proportion. Like, a lot of people, like like you said, were upset about Trey Young. Obviously, Devin Booker's the one that we all kind of find valid. Like, we all think Devin Booker should have been an all-star in the first place. Right? Well, I think I, – I, I think Devin I, – I agree. But I think the problem with Devin Booker – was not that he was I, – I mean, yes, the fact that he was snubbed was a big part of the problem, but I think the part that made it such a big deal was the fact that people thought he was snubbed last year too. To be snubbed yeah. in back-to-back -back years when he's putting up 25, 26 points a game, I think that's what really compounded and made the, the uproar a bigger problem for the NBA. But, like – I mean, what I've I've seen people upset about Demar Derozan, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, um, is Paul George is an All Star, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I've seen uproar about like fifteen guys, and I'm like, guys, there's twelve spots per conference, and I don't know. I I just I don't see I don't see the hype behind the you know coming after the NBA for it. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think you can't really argue that like a couple players didn't make it. Where there's only certain many, like there's only a certain amount of spots. Like you can't have the entire West Division in the friggin' uh, uh, what's it called, All Star Game. Exactly. Like I, I just again at the end of the day, it's no nobody really deserves to be kicked out of the all-star game like I, I don't see anybody non-deserving of an all-star spot yep outside of the two guys that i i mentioned like julius randall people were like oh, oh the knicks julius randall i don't think he should be in the all-star game no, julius randall's had a great year i'm julius randall julius randall is averaging 23 and 11 while also putting up six assists and i believe he's shooting near 50 percent yeah julius randall's an all-star 100%. Like, I don't care what you say. 
Julius Randle's an all-star in my opinion. Exactly. Actually, they, the league actually did, apart from Devin Booker, I think the league actually did pretty good this or the fans, like the fans voted. So the fans actually did a pretty decent job this year. I would, I would, yeah. I, I, I do got to say, though, I am a little confused here. I am looking at the uh, roster on NBA.com, and it says Jason Tatum replaces Durant in starting lineup, but then it also says DeMontis Sabonis replaces injured Kevin Durant. No, 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 because so Kevin Durant was an all-star star, starter, so Jason Tatum's going to play that new forward spot that Kevin Durant was playing, and then DeMontis Sabonis pretty much took Tatum's spot as a reserve. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I didn't realize that Tatum was already an All Star. Like, yeah, Tatum was already an All Star. So Tatum's taking that starting, that starting like small forward position wherever Kevin Durant was supposed to play, and then Sabonis is pretty much taking Tatum's spot as a reserve. Okay, that makes more sense. I get that now. I, I do want to bring something up though, and it it might be a little controversial, but oh boy. what happened to no All Star game? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because like mean, LeBron. LeBron, Giannis, all those guys are like, yeah, I don't really think we have an All Star game in the pandemic. Which I don't. I, I mean, it's I, I, it's truly their decision whether they want to do the All Star game or not. But now, like that, the All Star game decided. I haven't really heard much out of them relating to no All Star game. You are right. So I wonder if they're maybe just going to do it or not. I don't know. Exactly. Like I, I feel a little bold calling out LeBron James, but I, I'm sensing a little bit of hypocrisy here that he is now the all-star captain of the West and will be drafting here in three days. And he spoke out so against the all-star game. Like, I don't know. I'm just a little, I don't know the word for it, but. Confused. I'm, I'm, I'm so, yeah, I'm confused. I'm, I'm surprised that, you know, they would be that outspoken before and then here they are. Oh, yeah, we're going to play the All like the All Star game is going to happen. Like, I don't see anybody backing down after the March 4th draft date. So, unless somebody backs down here in the next three days, it's probably going to happen. Well, and they schedule like the um, dunk contest. I think they're doing a three point contest. They've kind of scheduled that, and there was really no uproar from the NBA players about it. Yeah, I, I really so – I, I, It's a little confusing, but who knows? Maybe they change. I don't know. But anything else out of the NBA before we move on to – I don't know. I um, really, all, yeah, all-star game was really it. I yeah. am keeping up with the G League. I am keeping up with the G League, though. The G League is fun to watch. So, <laughs> shout out, shout out G League. All right. Um. JR, I know you're the resident UFC fan. Anything at all that you feel is worth mentioning right now? Absolutely. Um, not, no past events, but I want to point out that it is March 1st as we are recording this. And March 6th, you have my pick for best UFC card of the year. And yes, it is only three months in. I mean, we're talking four. Four titles. Not 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 four titles on the line, but we're talking four UFC champions are fighting that night. You got Jan Blaskowitz versus Israel Adesanya. Israel Adesanya making his way up to light heavyweight to fight for the title there. He is obviously the, uh, I believe he's the welterweight champion. I want to say in the US UFC. I'm not I'm not sure if I've got my my weight classes completely right or no. He's the he's the middleweight champion. But you got two champions fighting for the light heavyweight. You have Amanda Nunez, who is, uh, you know, I'll just put it this way. I'm looking at her betting odd right now. She's minus 1,100. Yeah. 
That's a lot. That's um, a, I have a serious a question about Israel Adesanya. So he's the you said the middleweight champion, right? Yes. So if he wins the light heavyweight championship, does he take both or does the middle heavyweight? He so the middle heavyweight, so he keeps both. So how does he do like title defenses? You cut weight and you gain weight. So so if he wins pretty much every but if he loses he doesn't does he lose his middleweight championship? No, they're wrestling at light or they're not wrestling. They're fighting at light heavyweight. So the only implications is his light heavyweight record and his light heavyweight title. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I know you're not big on the UFC, but there's a famous clip of Conor McGregor when he was fighting in two weight classes and he got the belt and he's yelling for his second belt. And he puts them on both shoulders. But yeah, you can hold. Honestly, I think you can hold as many belts as you want. If you can healthy, health, healthily cut and gain weight like that, I mean, I guess there's no reason you can't fight at heavyweight and then go fly, like fight at flyweight. So, yeah. I mean, not again, I'm not recommending that to anybody because that's really not healthy, I don't think. Um, but yeah, outside of that, you also have the bantamweight fight against uh, Piotr Jan, who won the title in his last fight against Jose Aldo after it was vacated by Henry Cejudo, which I know I don't think either three of you know any of the names I just mentioned. Nope. So I blame you because, well, it's UFC and that, that kind of explains itself. There's a uh, limited fan base there. He'll be fighting Aljamain Sterling. And that's just the title fights, guys. Like, I'm looking at the prelims, or not even the prelims. You don't even go to the title fights. And Drew Dober, who is, you know, he's a good, he's known to be a good fighter, not like huge, but he's he's fighting Islam Makashev, who only has one loss. That's going to be a good fight. Dominic Cruz isn't even on the card. He's in the prelims. He's an insanely good fighter. Um, Askar Askarov is fighting on the prelims. Doesn't have a professional loss. Tim Elliott, who's known to be an insanely good fighter, he's fighting on the prelims. Carlos Olberg, no professional losses. Sean Brady, no professional losses. Alan Cruz against Uros Medic. Medic has no professional losses. Mario Bautista, one professional loss. Amanda Lemos, one professional loss. I mean, this this UFC card is like filled so with what supposed to be great fights so what you're telling me is you're probably going to get this pay you're probably going to pay for this pay-per-view no i work oh darn that sucks yeah i don't need you to tell me twice <laughs> all right anything else with the ufc before we move on to i guess golf I don't nope just that okay, i got yeah. mlb news though oh okay go ahead uh, ryan uh nothing too big in the mlb except for spring training is actually happening right now as we speak um I think the first game started yesterday. Um, yeah. yeah, and then I guess today we got second set of games. Um, it was weird how they did it. So the Nationals and the Cardinals yesterday played. And the, instead of going to extra innings, they decided to end it in a tie, which resulted in both of the teams having no wins and no losses. I literally was just about to say something about that because I, I... – I just not, I just got a notification that a couple of the games ended the Pirates and the Mets game. Or, well, the Pirates playing the Blue Jays and the Mets playing the Marlins. And the Pirates and Blue Jays also just ended in a tie 2-2. Two, two. 
and then I yeah. went back to the I went back to the game, the Nationals and Cardinals, and that game ended in tie. Like, but what's up with that? Because I do see games here. I mean, the Rockies and Diamondbacks played till eight innings. The Royals and the Rangers played till six. The Dodgers. It's, it's and all COVID related. They just don't like. I'm just trying to stay on the field as like it's especially because it's spring training right now. Okay, but but what what what's the difference? Why? I, why I, I don't know. Games? I I I think it's COVID related though. Why? But why are some games being ended in ties? Why are some games like what? Oh, actually, maybe is it a nine inning limit? You played a six um, innings, a nine inning limit, or something like that. Because the Nationals and Cardinals game, I just looked, is they did go the full nine. Yeah. But the Mariners and Padres went full nine innings too. And what? Yeah, I don't know. They didn't really explain it at all. So I don't know what's I'm, going on with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm very confused at what's going on here. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, at a loss because I mean I'm, I'm not a big MLB fan, but I'm very very lost when it comes to uh what is going on. But hey, if they can yeah. get the season in and the Nationals win the World Series, I won't be complaining. When we figure out what's going on, we'll let y'all know. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, moving on real quick to golf. Obviously, some tragic news that many of you are aware. No, don't, don't read it as tragic. You're making it sound like you died. <laughs> okay, but. Tiger Woods did suffer. It was suffered in a car accident, injured in a car accident. He, I believe, broke both of his legs. So a pretty serious injury. I think he obviously had to get surgery. So that'll obviously keep him out of the Masters this April. Um, but he has said he does want to come back. So I don't think there's any way ever that he'll be able to come back. I mean, that man. I I love Tiger. Tiger was, I mean, from the day I could I now. You know, I know watching golf is notoriously known for being boring, but my dad is a big golf fan, so I do have golf on on, you know, Sundays and Saturdays when we're sitting around the house. Ever since I can remember, Tiger Woods has been my man, and he's been through a lot between just like, I mean, his back. Um, he's had some. He's had some health issues, you know, mentally he's stuff. Been resting before. Yeah, he's he's gone through a lot, and the severity of these injuries. I mean, at least what they sound like. I mean, I don't know how a guy that's been through that much, who was contemplating even playing the Masters prior to the car accident, is going to be able to come back unless he's playing like low-level professional golf, expecting to be cut, you know, from the last two rounds or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm just – I think we're all – because, like, apparently it's a pretty serious injury, so we're honestly all happy that he didn't suffer anything worse than broken legs, I guess. Well, I mean, I'll be real, like, brutal, honest truth. I was very, very afraid that we were going to be seeing storylines like what we saw back in January of 2020. Like, I thought for sure that, you know, seeing that car before I read the headlines, I thought for sure that Tiger was going to like, I thought he was going to die. Now, granted, it's great that he didn't. Um, and it's it's great that he only suffered minimal injuries when you think about how bad that car was. But I was really afraid that we were going to be getting some bad news that day, you know, 13 months after Kobe died. Which, yeah. I mean... 
I mean, there, there was a nice tribute. I know a bunch of the golfers who were playing in the uh, the Puerto Rican Open. Uh, a lot of them were able to wear red, which for the non-golf fans is like, that's Tiger Woods' signature on Sundays. He wears red. So that, that was nice to see. But, you know, prayers are with Tiger Woods and his family. And I guess it's, what's his son's name? Charlie? I guess it's his time to sign or shine. Um, all right. Any other news before we move on to our conference tournament? Um, I mean, soccer wise, I do want to oh. go just back over back over the tables. Like, I mean, outside of the prem, like, okay, Manchester City is winning the title. I don't think there's a I don't think yeah. there's a doubt in my mind. They're yeah. twelve points ahead. Like, although the top. The top, like, six had tough, tough – outside of Manchester City, had they had tough uh, days. Manchester United had a tie at Chelsea. Obviously, Chelsea had the tie there. So, one point for the both of them. My Foxes out of Leicester City had a tough defeat against Arsenal. But then again, Harvey Barnes, James Madison, Ricardo Pereira, Timothy Castagna, James Justin – West goes on. We're pretty much filled with injuries. Um, West Ham lost to Manchester City, and then Liverpool was able to uh, fix their losing ways yesterday against Sheffield, but that's that's not saying much, to be honest. Yeah, uh, Premier League's pretty much. I don't know. It's it's pretty much the same since we've last come on. Um. La Liga, Atletico Madrid, Barcelona, Real Madrid, top three. It's the it's the usual. Um, the usual suspects, I, yeah. I wouldn't say Atletico at top is usual, so I'm happy there, especially with a game in hand and five points ahead of Barca. But it's the top three teams, and even I would say Sevilla at four. It's the top four teams you expect in La Liga. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing too different. But when you go into Italy and you go into France, I mean, I'm looking again. There's a, they have a game in hand, but Juve is behind both Inter Milan and AC Milan by six and ten points respectively. Um, little shocking there, I guess, judging by the fact that Juventus, or as Ethan say, Piemonte Calcio, has ruled over Serie A for years and years and years um outside of that though i guess league one like i was trying to say psg is second so not as bad as last week when they were third they are a point ahead of leon but leo does still have the uh two-point advantage over them it's kind of interesting to see you know these top flight teams that pretty much win their league every single year not winning their league and then in the Bundesliga, Bayern Munich's ahead, which is obviously not a surprise. But RP Leipzig's giving them a little run for their money here, only back two points behind, and they're both tied in for games in hand and all that. But I guess mm-hmm. Dortmund's in fifth and 13 points out of first place, which I guess can be a little bit of a shock. But Dortmund has not been having the year. I saw I saw a link, which I absolutely hate, but I, I saw it the other day, and – it was a link um, from Dortmund, not just Erling Holland, 
but also uh, U.S. I guess you could consider him star midfielder Gio Reyna. Um, that they could actually both be on a dual transfer move to Manchester City this upcoming summer. That they're pretty interested in. Well, if there's one thing we know about Manchester City boys, it's the fact that they've got that oil money. Um, they've got money to spend wherever uh, they got money to spend. That well, they were going to get. They were maybe going to get messy last year, but that fell through. Yeah. Well, hey, who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe they pick up uh, Reina, Holland, and Messi. Oh my gosh, I don't. That would be insane, that. but that I that's very unlikely. Although I am looking at it here, they do. Have, I mean. I think it looks like Dortmund's going to splash the cash. I'm looking here and yeah. on a transfer market, which is a pretty big time soccer, you know, transfer Instagram page. Not only do they have Holland and um, uh, not only do they have Holland and Reyna leaving, they also have Jaden Sancho leaving for uh, Chelsea. So the only guy they have there pretty much would then be Marco Royce. No, Ethan. No, come on. The only one they have there is Marco Royce. Well, one of the only like, who else? What are the stars do they have there? I mean, Rogan Berkey is pretty undersung star there. I mean, they've got some good young defenders: Akanji, Zagadu. I mean, Mats Hummels is a legend when it comes to the Bundesliga. That's you true. also have guys like Julian uh, Brandt, Jude Bellingham, Emery Chan is still on that team. Uh, you've got what's his name, Philip Rainier, the youngster that was uh, on the trade, the transfer from the Real Madrid. I think he's there on loan. You also have Yusuf Yusufa Makoko, who is arguably better than Erling Holland, or at least according to Erling Holland himself, he is. Don't don't count out Dortmund if they lose their three like top scoring guys because they still got that young talent. I mean, Bellingham is like sixteen. Makoko is like sixteen. Like they're they're younger than us. And yeah, that's kind of crazy, but yeah, don't don't count out Dortmund's young talent. They're they're still there. Yeah. All right. Unless anyone has anything else news wise. I mean. Hold on. Who won? Myatt Snyder, William Byron, who won the truck race? Oh, no. I'm just – I'm making sure that there's no first-time winners, okay? Because the last two weeks in NASCAR, there's been like four or five first-time winners, and that never happens. Uh, no, Ben, no. Hold on. All right, well, Jared, come up with this NASCAR thing real quick. I'll explain to you what we're going to do for a conference tourney thing, and if Jared something, we'll go back real quick. Um, no, so I don't. Did, I don't. Okay, so I'll explain the conference tournament thing. So we did every Division One conference in college basketball. They all have a conference tournament, um, and most of them, I believe, if you win, you get an at-large tourney bid. So that what that means is you get to go to the tournament. So for a lot of like these lower level conferences, that's how they, their teams get to the tournament by winning their conference championship. So we are going to predict every one of those conference titles uh, right now. There, so, there, is a, there is a good bit of conference titles I want to point out. I mean, it's not like I know everybody knows like the Big East, the Big Ten, the Big 12, the ACC, the SEC, and the Pac-12. 
And then you got some of the smaller conferences, but there are some conferences that I'm sure people have never heard of. And uh, Ryan, like you were saying before we got on, some teams that you've never heard of because one of my first picks is a team I didn't even know was D1. Okay, America, America East, who, who do you have? I guess I'll start. Uh, as of course usual. you will. Of course you will. I'll, I'll, I'm going to take Hartford here. Why? Because I am. No, no, this is not how this is going. <laughs> what do you mean? You need a reason. You can't just go upset Hartford. Hartford, Hartford's not an upset. They're thirteen and eight, eight and six. Okay, but why? Why not Vermont? Why not UMPC? And why not New Hampshire? I don't know. I just think it's going to be an upset. You just said it wasn't an upset. Well, they beat. Oh, they. I, I was going to say they beat Vermont, but they haven't played Vermont. But they did beat UMBC. They're scheduled to play Vermont this Saturday, so it'll be a good indicator. I honestly just wanted to change it up a little bit. I was thinking UMBC, but I took Hartford. Ethan, if this is how this is going to go, you're, on, you're in for a long next couple minutes. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Who, who's going next? Yeah, I guess I'll go next. Uh, I said Houston. Wait. That's the American. Oh, uh, wait. Which one are we doing again? America American East. American East. Do I not have that one? <sighs> this might be a problem. All right. I'll let JR go then. Fair enough. To be honest, I don't think the American East is going to make too big of a problem in the NCAA tournament, but I got Vermont. Um, Unlike Ethan, I will explain my pick as the fact that both of them are tied in conference. And the deciding factor for me is the fact that Vermont actually has a star player where UMBC has two guys who are averaging over 10 points per game. And it's not much more. All right. American Um, conference. Ryan, we'll we'll, we'll skip my pick because – I don't, I'll just pick UMBC then since they're at the top. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Um, American, I'm going to take Houston here. I mean, obviously top 10 team in the country. Jarek's taking his head of me right now. I think I know who is taking, but I'm taking Houston. I think Ryan is, right? Yep. Okay, JR, I think I know you're taking, but. Who am I taking? Are you taking the Shockers? No. Oh. Um, this is This is pure favoritism here, and. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the third place team, the Memphis oh Tigers. Gosh. Really? Um, yeah, I really like Memphis. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. And, you know, they're right up there with Houston. They've only got three in-conference losses. Now Houston is a game and a half ahead because um, because they have played more games. But I'm a, I'm a big fan of that Memphis roster. And like I said, part of it is the fact that I really like that Memphis roster, whether it's Landers Nolly, DJ Jeffries, Boogie Ellis, Musa Cisse. I mean, like, I, I love those guys. They're just some of my favorite guys to watch play basketball. And I'm not a big fan of Houston. I mean, they lost to Eastern Carolina boys. Like, yeah, it was not an early season loss. It was a mid-season loss when they were in form. Yeah. All right. Next on the list, the it- – Atlantic Sun, right? Just say the ace. I don't even know what it is. Yeah, it's the Atlantic Sun. It's just ace. I'm taking uh, Liberty here, the Flames. 
Yeah, I'm also taking Liberty. I went, I went bigger. I went home. This is the one team that I didn't even know was D1, but I, I went Bellarmine. Uh, again, I had absolutely no clue this was even a D1 team. No, and... no, they just came up to D1 this year. They were like okay. D2, but I think they moved up. So that's probably why. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I just looking at the Liberty team. They're, they're not my favorite Liberty team. And, uh, I don't know. I just, I'm not feeling it. I think they're pretty statistically matched up well, but I, I'm going to give Bellarmine the, the benefit of the doubt that they're going to pull it out. They've got, they've got something to show. And I think, the, I think they'll come out on top. Okay. Um, the A10, we'll call it. This may be a little That's biased. I, I took Richmond, the Spiders. Hmm. That's where I went. I went. I, I never bet against Richmond. I've learned too well to never bet against Richmond, and I'm sure our boy Todd knows about that. Um, but yeah, oh. I I'm going with fourth place Richmond. I chose the other Richmond school, VCU. Okay, uh, yeah, I like VCU too. I think they've always had a good basketball team. Like it's hard to root against them. Um, I, I would be there. Yeah, ACC. Now the, I did make this. I think. Just before this, I, I'm taking Florida State. I know they just lost to UNC, but I'm still going to take Florida State because um, the other team I was thinking of was Virginia, but they've been kind of in a slide recently. So I think Florida State would beat them right now. I, I'm going to disagree with that. I'm gonna, this is kind of a hot take, but not really. I'm going to say Virginia Tech. This man knows his basketball. That's where I am. Oh uh, okay, look. Virginia Tech is a top eight team in the country. They are. I, I really believe they are. Yes, they just had a bad loss to Georgia Tech, but and, they were off. And Syracuse. They lost, a, they lost to Syracuse by 18, Pitt by 11, and Georgia Tech by 16. Go look at how many games they've played in February. Look, I'm telling you right now, VTech will be back when it matters. I got VTech, but I want to put out a sleeper. Do not sleep on the Tar Heels. UNC is coming into form, and that team is not only a sleeper for the ACC tournament, but if they can get into the national championship tournament, they're a sleeper there too. Oh, my God. What am I hearing? I just want to throw out. Hold on, hold on. I'm throwing this out here. Virginia Tech lost by 22 Penn State. Yeah, I still got VTech. Okay. I think they'll turn it around. I think All they right. will. All right. The Big 12. Again, they just lost, but I'm taking Baylor here. I know there's going to be some disagreements in the room with that, but taking Baylor here. You know, I, I was originally going to say Baylor, but I, I might be a little biased here. But I think ever since that Baylor loss, they had a long break before they played that game, which I they'll, they'll, Baylor fans will try to say, oh, we had a long break. That's why we lost. I think that the streak that West Virginia is on right now can lead them to win the Big 12 uh, conference. Uh, so, who are you going with? West, West Virginia and Missions, if you hear this, please don't kick me out of school. But uh, I chose Kansas because oh oh I I have been saying this since Kansas hit that slump of three losses and they got out of the top twenty five that Kansas isn't going anywhere, boys. 
they're 13th right now. They're coming off the biggest win of the season. I think for honestly any team, you know, you beat you beat an undefeated team by 13 points at the end of the season, heading into conference tournament. We all know how good they are defensively with Marcus Garrett. I mean, I think I, I, I would love to say West Virginia. And I guess my my take would be that Baylor doesn't even make the tournament championship. But I, I got to go Kansas after that big win against Baylor. I think they're going to ride that momentum. And like I said, West Virginia admissions, please don't kick me out. Of <laughs> I would never pick against West Virginia except for that. All right. The Big East. Um, I'm going to take another favor. I'm going to take Villanova here. I know, again, there's going to be some complaints about this pick, but I'm going to take Villanova. I mean, I don't really have any complaints about that. I mean, I chose Creighton just because I feel like Villanova's recent loss might not be good for them. But uh, then again, Creighton also lost recently to Xavier. So, I mean, at this point, who knows? Um, Creighton does have a half game uh, advantage on them. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, unlike Ryan, I've got some big-time complaints. Uh <laughs> controversial take but i think villanova is fake i don't think they're good at all and i think they've been skirting by uh oh i don't dear. think i don't think i don't think villanova makes it past the second round of the ncaa oh tournament. my I do oh, not no. Think that, oh no i do not i i don't, don't think that villanova wins the tournament i went with ryan i went with creighton i'm a huge marcus zagorowski believer uh oh, he's had some help this year so i like that I think Creighton takes it home, and I don't even think Villanova makes the conference championship. Wow. Very bold. Bold claims by Mr. Mizrak here. That's what um, I'm done for, buddy. What if Villanova wins the national championship? <laughs> then I didn't say that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll edit this part out. You, you won't hear this part ever. Exactly. Um, the, the big sky, another little conference here. I – I uh, obviously I don't pay attention to the big sky at all, but I'm going to take Eastern Washington. Sure. I don't, I don't see sure. a reason not to. <laughs> yeah. They have a nine game winning streak. Uh, I, I went for Southern Utah. Uh, they're on a seven game win streak. Just behind, only yeah, like a half behind. 14 and at home. But yeah, I think the other big thing, I think the big thing is it's going to be a, it's going to be a, probably match up against Southern Utah and Eastern Washington because I am looking at this and I actually missed this when making my picks. But Southern Utah actually has three less losses and a way better record than Eastern Washington outside of the conference play. Um, I I do, however, want to point out, and this was really the deciding factor for me, is that when you look at Eastern Washington, you have two guys that score 10-plus points a game and rebound the ball eight times a game and as a Michigan State fan I know how much it helps to rebound the ball because that's one of our biggest what was that Ethan not, not that I didn't say anything no I know you didn't say anything you you had a little reaction there when I talked about rebounding do you want to you want to elaborate on what that was about not are you guys good at rebounding or no we're insanely good at rebounding we are always one of the best okay I wish Duke was as good as rebounding and uh, we'll probably, we, Duke sucks at rebounding. We are the worst rebounding team in the country. Mark my words. 
I don't think that's true, but okay. But I think that's really the big thing for Eastern Washington there is guys that can go up and get boards, but also score. Yep. All right. The Big South. Um, I took, obviously, Winthrop only one loss this year. 17-1 um, in the conference. Winthrop's looking really good, and I got them winning the tournament. Yeah, as much as I would like to take the Virginia team, Radford, I can't. They're just, they're five games behind. I think with only one loss, you can't really choose another team. Yeah, it's, I mean, hey, I said it, Winthrop for national championship. And by that, I mean Belmont and Winthrop meet in the national championship. So wait, who would you want to win then? If it was Belmont, I actually like Belmont. Uh, I have for the last three years now, but. This is my hot take. Belmont and Winthrop meet in the uh, national championship and the game gets canceled for whatever reason. Uh, there's a big tornado in Indiana. Uh, that's my that's my go-to. Oh. And they end in a tie and they split the national championship. That's exactly what happens. And that's how I was allowed to say that Belmont was going to win it all. And so is Winthrop. Okay. The Big Ten, this is probably going to be one of the uh, most tightly contested ones. I'm personally... I'm not taking Michigan State. I'm just gonna. I'm that. <laughs> I, I took. I took Illinois. I, I know Jr. is probably gonna have the same answer as me. Uh, I said Michigan. I like you said earlier. Uh, they're definitely one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NCAA right now. I'm gonna shock the world here. Oh no! <gasps> Don't you dare! I say. love Michigan, and I think Michigan goes on to win the national championship. But uh, after watching what Maryland has done the last four weeks, oh, if no, or no, four no, games, no. if Daryl Morcel can come back and be a hundred percent from his shoulder injury, I don't know how a team gets past that defense. They're on a four-game win streak because of it, and after watching how bad it disrupted the Spartans last what was it last night or well yesterday <laughs> evening, I guess. I I I mean. The only reason I wouldn't take Illinois right now is because Iodesumu is a questionable uh, right now with the facial injury injury after getting smacked across the head twice in the Michigan State game. Uh, I don't think Iowa can get past it because they stopped the paint insanely well. Ethan, what do you have to say? I So you're saying Maryland, correct? Yes, I'm saying Maryland. Because they're on a four-game win streak. Now let, let's talk about who those four wins are against. They're all they're beating teams that are all below them. Yeah. Okay. And maybe, maybe. ESPN says they have a five game winning streak right now. Wait, do they? I don't know. Are you using Yahoo Sports, Ethan? <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Um. Oh, they do. Yeah, they do. So they beat Minnesota, Nebraska twice, which, and then Rutgers and Michigan State. Yeah. Look, outside of the Nebraska games, none of those are bad teams. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. All right. I could see it, but I, I just think Illinois is going to beat them. I don't think. I, I think Illinois will rest IO for uh, the, the NCAA tournament, and I think that's going to be the big thing is they don't have their 22-point-per-game starting point guard. Okay. Um, the Big West. The Big West. Um, I'm going to go I'm gonna go UC Santa Barbara here. Yep. Same. I really yeah. don't think – there's not much of an argument. Yeah, uh, I mean, they, they're receiving top 25 votes and they're four games ahead of UC Irvine when it comes to overall and they're two games ahead in conference and I don't see a reason to pick against them. 
Yes. All right, moving on to the uh, colonial, we'll say. Um, we'll say, what do you mean? Sorry, 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 sorry. It's the CAA. Um, honestly, the colonial division's not looking too good, so I'm going to take James Madison. They're the only team that with a good record, we'll just say. So I'm going to take James Madison. Yeah, I also say said James Madison, but I also think you could t- you could make an argument uh, for Northeastern, but yeah. I, I also ended up going James Madison, and the the big deciding factor is the fact that they have two head to head wins against the other team that I wanted to take so badly because while well, like I said, I'm a killer for upsets and I like to go out with all my picks, but uh, don't sleep on Hofstra there. They've got a good team. And yeah. I don't think they can make a run in that conference tourney. I don't know if they'll win, but yeah, watch out for them. Now, the Conference USA, this was an interesting one for me, in all honesty. I ended up taking Western Kentucky here, but um, I definitely could see, honestly, Louisiana Tech, North Texas, UAB. I could honestly see all three of those teams also winning. And Old Dominion, even, if you want to put that in. I, I said Old Dominion. Yeah. I mean, I might be a little biased because my sister goes there, but uh. – <laughs> I, they, for what I've known, they have always had a decent basketball team. I, I, Western Kentucky, though, I I do think they make a good argument as well. Oh, Jr. Um, I do see I do see Middle Tennessee State in there. There, they could shut up, Ethan. <laughs> shut up. I don't. I don't see. I, I see Lehigh, but they're not playing. They're not playing too well. Yeah, yeah. Middle Tennessee State. Jared, who are you taking here? Uh, so honestly, this is the one conference that I had. This is probably no. This is probably the second con, the second most words, please. The second hardest conference for me to pick, and it's better not because, say Marshall. You better not say Marshall. No, no, no. I'm not going Marshall. Although, shout out my boy Rondell Watson. Go do check out the interview we just yeah, dropped. With him. Um, but. I honestly, I I was not able to make a pick, and it's simply because. I'm between Old Dominion and Western Kentucky right now. And they have two huge games against each other this Friday and this Saturday. And I think that the winner will come from whoever has the better two-game stretch there. That's really the deciding factor. I could not find a deciding factor when it came to what the team looks like, team rebounds, team steals, team blocks, team assists, team points scored. You know, how many superstars they have, their record, they're all near identical. And I think that the deciding factor is really going to be those last two games against each other and how those go. Yeah. Uh, so are we doing the Conference USA East and West or are we just doing East? I just oh, – I, I just said Conference USA in general. I just combined the two. All right. Um, all right, the Horizon Conference. Um, I took right State here. Um, they have four guys averaging 10 points or more a game. They're winning, uh, they're winning their games by an average of 15 points a game. 16-4 um, conference record, 18-5 overall. Right State, I have winning. Yeah, I said the same thing. Um, I mean, you basically said everything you need to say about them to give them a good argument, but yeah. I'm a huge fan of Horizon Conference basketball. And part of it might be the fact that Michigan State always or usually plays against two teams in the Horizon Conference every single year. And neither of those teams are the top two teams. Uh, Talking about Detroit, Mercy, and Oakland. And those were honestly my picks. And 
there's probably a lot of bias because I love watching those two teams go up against Michigan State. They're always good games, even though the teams are not near in prestige. I went Detroit Mercy. I think them boys in Detroit can ball just like them boys in Oakland. And that's just kind of a me winging it pick. I don't really have an explanation outside of the fact that they play Michigan State. And I love watching the Detroit Mercy guys ball. But, yeah, that's where I'm going. All right. The next one should be Metro Athletic Athletic Conference or the MAAC, not the MAC. Um, I'm taking Iona here. Rick Pitino's head coach there. Um, he's got national championship experience, so he should maybe have a little championship experience to give to Iona. That's a little bit of a hot take. I mean, they're two and a half games back. And they only have a conference record of six and three. Um, I mean, I said Siena, but – I mean, who knows what could happen in the conference tournament? Uh, I, I still think with an 11-3 record in the conference, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where, like, in one of these conferences, you never know what can happen. But I'm, I'm just going with the top team. So uh, I will uh, go against you guys there. I was a big fan of Siena, but – not, not so much anymore. I don't think Iona's got what it takes. I went three-seed Monmouth, and a lot of that comes from the fact they've got a pretty solid senior guard, uh, Dion, or yeah, Dion Hammond, who's averaging 17.5 points, but he's also a, like he's a stud defender. He's averaging a steal and a half per game. He's also averaging near a block. Uh, his three-point shooting is pretty good at 36.5%. near you know, close to that 40% mark that you would consider, like, really elite. I don't know. Again, that's my, my thing is really going after these kind of good but kind of on-the-edge teams, and I'm going to go Monmouth. All right. Um, moving on to the Mid-American Mid Conference, I think is how you say it. I, I took Toledo here. Toledo here. Ethan. Ethan. Huh. I think that's how you say it. Do you not speak English? I you think know, you that's also, how you say it. What do you mean you think that's how you say it? Mid-American Conference. I took Toledo. Go ahead. All right. This one was a. This one was probably one of the toughest decisions because I was between uh, Toledo and Akron. Um, the only thing that really set them apart for me is that Toledo has a win-loss record overall of nineteen and six. I mean. Akron does have a 14 and six overall record, but they also are below, are behind them. Um, they're 12 and five in conference while Toledo's 14 and three uh, and Toledo's on a three game winning streak. I think they'll carry that over to the tournament. Uh, I went, I went Kent, Kent state uh, again. That's my, that's my thing is just not picking the top guy. Uh, I can't really, I can't, I can't really say why. But a big part of Kent State is the fact that their team is pretty stout defensively. They've also got two guys who average 18 and 19 points, respectively. Um, their record is, what, the exact same, right, as Akron? Yeah, conference-wise, and they have an extra win regular season. Um, I don't know. There, there's something with me and not picking the top seed. I, I don't know if I've done that for all but, like, two. So, yeah, there's my take that you guys can take as you like. But, yeah. All right. So, moving on to the Mideastern Athletic Conference. Um, I took Morgan State here. 
They have four guys averaging over 10 points a game and one guy averaging 9.9. So he's almost at that 10 point level. So you have pretty much a full starting lineup averaging 10 points a game or more. Um, and Morgan State just looks they they're, they're they just look good. So I'm gonna take Morgan State here. This one was another tough decision for me. Uh, I was between Norfolk State and uh, North Carolina A and T. I mean, the only thing that made me I chose North Carolina A and T just because they have a seven and one record in the conference, uh, three game win streak. I mean, North or Norfolk uh, State has got a, a four or four game win streak, and uh, but they also have four losses in the conference. So, I mean, this could either be completely wrong or it could be completely right. I don't know at this point. <laughs> uh, Ethan, I'm going to agree with you on Morgan State because of a lot of the reasons why you said that I think they have a really depthful scoring team. But I'm also going to call you out on one of your problems. Uh, you said a full starting lineup that's averaging double-digit points per game. I want you to look at their center, whose name oh, is no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I meant, like, I didn't mean, like, their starting lineup. Averages. I meant, like, they have – they could have a starting lineup that averages over 10 points a game. Okay, okay. but – I know their starting lineup does not average 10 points a game. No, their starting center does average 10 points a game. The only problem is he's played in one game this year. Oh, yeah, and he's also not like their nine point nine guy. He's their fifteen points per game guy. I well, you took I, I still agree, so that's cool. I still, I still agree, but I call you out there on your uh, your statistic that they have that many players that can score double digits. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the Missouri Valley Conference. Um. Obviously, there there are two teams here: Loyola Chicago or Drake. I. Three. Are you putting Missouri State in that mix? Yes, I don't think they win, but I think they're in the mix. Okay, I'm going to take Loyola Chicago. Yeah, I'm taking Loyola. Loyola. You can't argue against the Cinderella story. They're taking Drake. Heck yeah, I am. And here's why. Here's why. Do you guys know who's won the Missouri Valley Conference the last four years? Probably Drake. I actually don't know the name of the team, but I know that the team that wins the regular season has not won the conference tournament. So with Loyola Chicago winning the regular season, I think Drake takes the tournament, keeps that going for the fifth straight year. However, I do do think Loyola Chicago at nationally ranked number 20 will still be able to get into the tournament. Okay, moving on to the Mountain West Conference. Um, I'm going to – actually, this is a lot closer than I wanted it to be. I'm, I'm going to take San Diego State, but I think there's definitely an argument for Colorado State and Utah State, maybe even Boise State. Yeah, I said the same pretty much for the same reason. It's, it's too close. I, I do find it kind of interesting, though, how uh, San Diego State's 19th in the country – with like a one game better or half game like record better than um uh, what's it called Colorado State. Yeah. I I had the same, I guess you could say realization there when you know, San Diego State last year, obviously with Malachi Flynn, they balled out. They were a top four team at one point. Um, so I just figured when I saw the 19 next to San Diego State's name that they were the clear cut winner. But as soon as I started looking into it, 
you know, Colorado State's there, Utah State's there too. I ended up going with San Diego State because I think they have a little more experience just with last year and the last couple of years. You know, they've been in the tournament. They've been deep in their conference tournament every year. But don't sleep on those, you know, two, three, four teams that are right there that are half game out of the MWC regular season because I don't believe the season's over for them. They still could jump San Diego State when it comes to regular season title. Yeah, I mean, not to mention that uh, San Diego State's got a like ten game winning streak right now. Yep. That definitely. Uh, moving on to the Northeast Conference, um, I took uh, Bryant here. Did um, they actually do have five guys that average over ten points a game, and they play? They it's not like a one game thing. So, I, I like Bryant here, the Bulldogs. Yeah, I agree. I said Bryant as well. I did not. I, uh, oh. I'm, I'm a fan of Wagner. Uh, they're tied right now when it comes to the, uh, the conference regular season tournament. And the thing I like about Wagner is the fact that they have not lost the game in the month of February. Uh, they're riding actually shoot. No, they have lost. <laughs> most recent, game, most recent game was a loss. Okay. Well, uh, Scratch that, but I'm still going Wagner. All right. All right. The Ohio Valley Conference. I'm taking JR's national championship team, Belmont, here. JR, I'm going to be disappointed if you don't choose Belmont. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I stick to my guns for this one. I went Belmont. There's no explanation needed. I gave it to you guys last week. Yep. All right. All right, the uh, uh, another Power Five conference, the Pac-12. One team. That's so weird. They only have one team in the top twenty-five right now at twenty-four. Um, so I'm personally going to take Oregon here. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I mean, I chose USC, even though they have struggled lately. Oh, J.R. Shaking has said to both of our decisions. I, I, the only reason I didn't choose UCLA or Colorado is I think both of those schools are overrated, but let's Uh-oh. see what J.R. has got to say about that. <laughs> All right, look, so what I have to say is I don't think UCLA is good. I, okay. I don't think USC is good. Okay. I, to be honest, I don't think any of these top Pac-12 teams are good, but I'm going to go with the team that's riding a huge three-game win streak including a nine-point win against USC last week. I'm going with Arizona. Um, Yeah, little out there is a five seed right now, but I am a big fan of the Arizona team. Uh, You know, one of the things I mentioned a little bit ago is the rebounding. They're averaging 39 rebounds a game. That's huge when it comes to, you know, pounding the glass. I also do want to point out, James Akinjo, who I don't know if either of you know who that is because it is an Arizona point guard, uh, averaging 15 and a half, five assists, and a steal and a half per game on 40% from three. Huge transfer from Georgetown this year, and he's helped them out a lot. Again, kind of my thing to pick the underdog team, but I'm going Arizona, and I think they got the momentum to back it up. All right. All right, the Patriot League. Um, this is a tough one. I went. It was between obviously Navy and Colgate for me. I took Colgate here. Yeah, I, I, I did. Winning well. by eighteen points. Um, they've got four guys over ten, averaging over ten points a game. Colgate. 
Yeah, I mean, they're 11 and 1. I mean, they've only lost one game. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't see who they lost to, but. Um, they, um, they lost to Army at like the beginning of the year. Okay, yeah, that's what I. Uh, okay, that's what I was thinking. I was going to say Army also, even though they are five games behind, I do think they stand a chance. Um, I mean, although with Colgate having an 11-1 record, I don't see them losing anytime soon, but who knows? Um, Ethan, I kind of like, – I agree with what you said when you said between Navy and Colgate. Uh, I also went Colgate because – I mean, both of them are one-loss teams. The problem I have with Navy right now is I'm looking at their most recent games against uh, Loyola, who is currently sitting at 4-10, and and both of them are really close wins. And I would I like mean, to backtrack you there, though. You did say Navy instead of Army. <laughs> no, no, no. Ethan said Navy, right? I said it between Navy and Army. I said Colgate beat Army or lost oh, Army. Okay. Wait, you said it was between Navy and Army? No, no, I said it was between Navy and Colgate. Yeah. What Wait, I think it's Army. So... Hold on. Okay. You know, okay, the Patriot League was between Navy and Colgate, but I said Colgate lost to Army one time. That's their one loss. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, let's just back it up here. Ethan, who are you taking? Colgate. Ryan, who are you taking? Colgate. <laughs> I'm taking Colgate. Let's move on before we get okay, to we're moving, yeah, we're, we're getting too confusing. We're moving on to the SEC. Now, I know they did just lose to Arkansas, but I'm going to roll with my boys, Alabama. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. As much as you want me to say this, I have to go with Bama. As much as I want to say Arkansas, I want to say Arkansas, Arkansas so bad. It was actually a really tough choice. I, I mean – after they after Alabama did lose to Arkansas, it made it a lot ch- tougher. But uh, I mean, I gotta say Alabama. All right, JR, say Arkansas. Let's let's hear. Yeah, it. it's Arkansas. It's no yep. question in my mind. They have a win against Alabama, and it was a big one. It was fifteen points in their last five games. Not only do they have that win against Alabama, they are undefeated, but they also have a top ten win against Missouri that propelled them into uh, the national ranking. I also want to point out that there is a man by the name of Moses Moody who is averaging 16 and a half and six, re- uh, six rebounds. The kid goes pretty under the radar, but that man is a top 10 pick, top 15 pick in my mind, and I think he'll help prevail, uh, help the Razorbacks prevail when it comes to conference tournament time. So okay. The Southern Conference here. I'm actually going to take um, Furman here. Obviously, if I remember, we talked about it last year. Furman was like undefeated or something, and I don't know, but uh, that doesn't matter. They've got they're they have four guys averaging um, over ten points a game here, and um, yeah, they just, they have a good team. I think they could pull it off. Yeah, I went with Wolford Wofford. I don't know how to pronounce it, but um, yeah, second place team right now with a three game win streak, uh, 15, eight, 15 and eight overall with a twelve and five. Uh, conference record. Um, I I almost chose UNC Greensboro, but I really, honestly, that is the one team in like the top three or four that I haven't even heard of before, which I mean, that could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. I just think um, uh, they have Wofford, Wofford, I don't know. They I think they stand a better chance. 
Uh, I like I like Wofford as well for two two big reasons. One of them is the fact that I know Wofford's made it deep into their conference tournament. They've made it to the NCAA tournament a number of times in the last couple of years. The the glaring thing for me when it came to UNC Greensboro is the fact that the offense runs through Isaiah Miller. I mean, he's the only one averaging double-digit points. He's averaging 19 points a game, which is great. I mean, I, I can't hate on him for the fact that he's playing good basketball, but you need a second star. You, you don't win conference tournaments. You don't win NCAA tournaments with one star player. And I think that's really what's going to hurt UNC Greensboro down the stretch. Yeah. Okay, moving on to the Southland Conference. I'm going to take – Abilene Christian, I think is how you say it. Abilene Christian, um, 19 and four overall, 11 2 conference, winning games by 16 and a half points a- average. And yeah. Yeah, I said the same. I think, honestly, it's really a huge toss up between the top four there. I mean, they're separated by one game. Um, although I kind of went with one that I'm, I'm not a big fan of, but I am a big fan of. And the only reason I know this team's name is because they're notorious for upsets. They upset both Duke and they upset West Virginia a couple of years back with Thomas Walkup. I want I went Stephen F. Austin. I I think really the only deciding factor there is their history of big time games and big time wins. I mean, they've made it to the NCAA tournament a number of times. They've upset a number of good teams. And I think that carries over. I think SFA makes it to the the big dance. Yeah, I can All see right. it. The Southwestern Athletic Conference. I took Prairie View and I'm obviously 10-0 in the conference so far. I know there's there's the argument Jackson State 8-0. But if you look at Prairie View AM, they're winning games right average of seven points. Jackson State's in the minus in terms of point differential right now. Um, and Prairie View's got a better overall record. So I took Prairie View AM here. Yeah, I did too. I mean, it's it's hard to say that another team would win. I mean, both uh, Jacksonville or – wait, right? That's Jackson – yeah, Jackson State Tigers. Um, they're both undefeated in the conference. I mean, that was – that did make it harder, but with an 11-4 uh, record overall, I think I had to go with Prairie View. Um, all right, well, so hear me out. Here we go. Uh, I did not go Prairie View. I, uh, I also did not go Jackson State. I, I went, I went, I went Texas Southern and uh, two of the big things for me with Texas Southern is the fact that if you look at their February games uh, and I'm, oh shoot, wrong team. Hold up a second. I'm making sure I'm fact checking myself because last time I said this, I was wrong. Out, yeah, so, so February, they played in seven games. They won every single one of those games except a two-point loss to Prairie View. And I think that the fact that they were able to take Prairie View down to the wire in late February and lose by two, paired with the fact that they are averaging 41 rebounds per game. Like I said, as a big-time Tom Izzo and Michigan State fan, I know how much those rebounds help you down the stretch. I know that 40 rebounds a game is bound to get you some wins. I went the upset pick. I think they're going to hand both Jackson State and Prairie View their first losses of the season in conference. And I'm going Texas Southern. I'm going Texas Southern strong. 
Okay, the Summit Conference here. I took South Dakota State 9-3 and three in the conference, 15-6 overall, point differential plus 7. Um, really no, nothing else to say there. Yeah, I said the same thing. Or actually, wait, no, I didn't. You said South Dakota State, right? Yes. Okay, no, I said South Dakota. Uh, I mean, they're 11-4 and four in the conference, um, although they did just lose a game. Uh, I, I mean – I don't really have much to say about it. I just It's just kind of what I'm feeling. I'll be honest. This was probably outside of the – oh, what pick was it? Um, outside of the – shoot, what am I thinking of? Oh, outside of the CUSA pick, this is probably the third hardest conference for me to pick simply because when you're looking at conference record, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, and South Dakota are all – pretty much they're tied and Oral Roberts is a half game back. I think the only thing I went, I went with South Dakota state. And I think the only thing that had me pick them is the fact that they are 15 and six in regular season play when the next closest team has 10 losses and only 13 wins. I, again, I think it's a pretty hard conference to pick a clear cut winner, but I went with the top team just because I don't see a reason not to. Yeah, okay. Um, moving on to the Sun Belt. I took the Texas State Bobcats here. Now, 12-3 and three in the conference, 18-6 overall. They have three guys averaging 10 or more points a game and averaging over 40% from the three-point line. So I'm going to go Texas State. Yeah, I'm going to say the same thing. I mean, I probably should be picking more of these upset kind of wins, but I just – it's hard sometimes when other teams – like the next closest team is like, what, eight and four, nine and five, yeah. ten and seven. I mean, there's no there's no teams that are really close to them. I would agree. But uh, honestly, part of me wanted to pick the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. I didn't, but I did go from the east rather than the west. I went with Georgia State. Um, well, Southern, Southern, or no, Southern, no, Wait. Georgia Southern is 13 and 12. Hold on. And in second to last place in the East. Oh, it is Georgia. Uh, State. Oh. It is Georgia State. Yeah. Uh, first off, shout out my boy Malik Ben-Levy, uh, former alum now in the G League. But I, I don't know. I'm. I think it's really going to come down to Texas State and Georgia State. And honestly, Malik was my one deciding factor, complete bias, uh, just the fact that I know a guy that's gone there and played there. All right. The West Coast Conference. Um, I, I mean, let, 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 it's Gonzaga. Let's, I'm just going to say yeah, I, it's, I, it's Gonzaga. Although I think BYU does make a good um, yeah, I, I they they put up a good fight. I still think Gonzaga pulls it out. Jr. I, yeah. I I feel like you took BYU, but I went Gonzaga. But I'm gonna shock the world with my sleeper pick and don't sleep on Santa Clara. Okay, all right. Now our final conference here, right? Yep. Yes, the Western Athletic Conference or the WAC, as they like to call it. I don't know if they call it that, but um. That's the one that you choose to use the abbreviation, <laughs> Ethan. There's the Mac. There's the MIAC. Exactly. There's the SWAC. There's the SOCON. And you choose to go with the WAC of all conferences to use the abbreviation. Okay. Anyway, I took Grand Canyon here. 
Um, 14 and five overall, eight and two in the conference, winning games by 14 and a half points. And not to mention, they've got three guys averaging over 10 points a game. So, Grand Canyon, the Antelopes. I, I wanted to say Utah Valley so bad. I just, I, it's hard to argue against uh, Grand Canyon's uh, win loss record overall, 14 and five compared to Utah Valley's 10 and nine. Um, that's pretty much the deciding factor for me. I'll let JR take it over. Yeah, I uh, I kept mentioning the hardest conferences for me to pick. This was easily the hardest one, and I spent way too much time trying to figure it out. Um, it was really between the top three for me, and the only deciding factor, Ryan, like you said, was the win and loss record because those teams are, I think, fairly evenly matched. Even Cal Baptist with a 5-5 five and five conference record because – you know, Cal Baptist was able to beat Grand Canyon just a couple of days ago here. Uh, what, probably like last week, mid last week. Uh, they've been splitting game series. I just think that it was probably the hardest conference because of how close the games, the in-conference games, and yeah, just everything was. With that being said, my only deciding factor, the win-loss record. I went Grand Canyon. All right. And, uh, Jared, I thought you were going to go with the 0-9 Chicago State there. I thought you were going to pull for a nice little upset there. Okay. I will be I will be 100% legit with you guys, and you can shame me all of you want oh, for yeah. this. Don't, don't say it. I legitimately was – I legitimately thought about taking Dixie State. Okay. I really, I, I'm I gonna disagree with you, obviously, but yeah, okay, yeah. So that was our conference tournament picks. Um, yeah, we're gonna do hot takes real quick because uh, we did not keep our promise. We're an hour and a half in, I think. So, we'll... Ethan, I told you not to underestimate. Yeah. Us. So we're gonna do hot takes real quick. I'm actually gonna go first here, uh, as usual, because that's my thing. But um, Ethan, just stop. Just okay. stop. So I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go take us to the NFL here. And my hot take is is there will be a trade uh, involving Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson will be traded for the Oakland Raiders in exchange for Derek Carr. Um, I'm assuming the Raiders will probably give up a couple draft picks. And I'm going to say Derek Carr and the Seattle Seahawks win the Super Bowl. Okay, first off, uh, I'll how, many draft, well, how, how, many, how many draft picks are we talking I mean, I'm going to say, I'm going to say a first and a fourth. What did you just say? A first and a fourth and and Derek Carr for Russell Wilson. Ethan, Russell Wilson was an MVP candidate through halfway. Russell Wilson was a good quarterback though. Yeah. Derek Carr's still a good quarterback. So that's why I'm saying first and fourth and Russell Wilson Mm -hmm. or Derek Carr for Russell Wilson. I think you need to give up at least two first-rounders. Okay. All right, Ryan, what's your hot take? All right, well, first, before I say my hot take, I would like to point out the fact that you said Oakland Raiders instead of uh, – I do this every time. All right. Oh, no. I've already said my hot take, like, twice already, and that would be – it might be a little bit biased, but it's that West Virginia will overtake Baylor and win the Big 12 Conference. I like it. I like it. All right, Jay, I, uh, 
we can't argue. Although I, I, I do have Kansas, but we won't talk about that. Uh, my hot take, I'm also going college basketball, and this hot take is probably my least favorite hot take of all time. But I mean it, and I think it's going to happen. I, I really do. Um, I'm going to go to the Big Ten. I'm going to go to the best team in the country right now. I just said that, yes, the best team in the country right now. I'm going to go to Michigan. Michigan's going to win the national championship. They're going to bring in the number one recruiting class. They're going to win next year's national championship. And off of those two national championships, they'll bring in the best recruiting class for the class of 2022 and win a third straight national championship. And Jawan Howard will go down as one of the best coaches of our era. I like to say that I think Duke will be the best recruiting class in 2021. If we can get Patrick Baldwin Jr. and Trayvon Keels, we'll be the best recruiting class in 2021. Let's just throw that out there to begin with. Um, All right. I'm not going to comment on it. (laughs) When Michigan wins the national championship because Duke can't seem to put up a good good run past the Elite Eight, (laughs) Michigan State (laughs) – Wait, when was the last time you won a national championship? 2000? Okay. When was the last time that you guys were in the final four? Oh, that's right. Michigan State was in there in 2018, 2019. You guys had the arguably greatest assembled team in college basketball history. Trey Jones, Zion Williamson, RJ Barrett, Cam Reddish. And we beat you. But, but I would just like to put by one point. And because Kenny Goins somehow made a three-pointer. That's the worst excuse I've ever heard. That's like, well, they beat us, but they had – well, they beat us by one. Well, I mean, like, that that somehow invalidates the fact that they beat the greatest team ever. And it wasn't even our best Michigan State team. The best Michigan State team was last year, and we would have won the national championship if the, the tournament wasn't canceled. Okay. I'm not going to comment on either of these, but. All Ethan. right. All right. Before, so before we start a 30 minute argument about this, um, I'm going to wrap this up. I also, I also, I also want to point out how much trash talk did you do this preseason? How much trash talk did you tell me that Michigan State was going to get beat by Duke because we weren't a good. Michigan I never State said team. that this year. I said the first podcast I said, hey, I think Michigan State's going to be Duke. I, I can go back and I can, I will find it. Yeah, you did, but for how many months did you – Ethan, you told me for multiple months on end that Duke was going to kill Michigan State. It wasn't until that first week of the season when you were like, oh, shoot, our team sucks, just like Michigan State, that you that you thought that Michigan State yeah, had well, I, I Yeah, but I changed it before the game, so therefore – Yeah, but you had a year's worth – you had a year worth of trash talk. I mean, yeah, but I changed it last minute, and I was right. Yeah, so was I. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're we're I think we're done here. Um, anything else? Anything to add before we sign off? I got nothing. Um, uh, well, we will come back with the news about what the MLB is doing with spring training, uh, with the innings and scoring and all that. Yeah, we'll, oh, yeah, we'll research. We'll research that, and we'll figure that out for you. Um, yeah. So, as always, thank you very much for watching. And for Double FM Sports, I'm Ethan Fager. I'm Jeremy Zarek. and I'm Ryan Finley. And we are signing off. <laughs>